and you've got to understand that he is the father of lies. I cannot say that enough. Like, think about what that title is claiming. Every deception you've ever heard, he's the father of it. He is the most skillful liar in existence. So when he does these things, these choices my dad's talking about, he's tempting you in them. He's tempting you in them so that you make the choice. Then he holds the result of that choice over your head with condemnation. Another brick, another brick, another brick. And you say, well, why would he, the enemy do that so much work? Because he hates you. He hates you. He hates God. He, he wants to kill you. He wants to steal your peace and he wants to destroy your family. And he is going to do, that's his whole goal. When you're taking a nap, forgetting to read your Bible, he's working on those lies. Well, brothers and sisters, we've got a good one today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jonathan. This is my dad, Rodney. We are together, White Stone Reward. We also have a podcast called In His Light. Uh, I hope you guys check it out. But today's subject is huge. It's necessary. And it's and we've probably heard this word tossed around a lot. And we kind of have a vague idea of what it is. But we're going to dig in because this is the enemy's number one weapon since the beginning against the children of God and getting us off our track and, and we're going to break it down so we can look at ourselves and see maybe some strongholds that we have. The key thing before that we want to say before we start anything is two real key things. First is deception means you don't know it's happening. You are not aware of it. So if you are being deceived right now, you don't know it. The only way we can see these things sometimes is with the light of God. So I want us to listen to this and explore this subject with open hearts and honest hearts and pray that the God that God comes with you on this journey and shows you the inside. Be honest with yourself. Open your mind to the possibility that you may have a stronghold built and, and let God show you that thing. Uh, and that's the word it, itself, strongholds, as you can see from the title. Uh, we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about why it is important. We're going to kind of describe what it is and go through it. Obviously, we're going to use the Bible as we always do to show us what God says about it. But, uh, Dad, what are we called to do to these things, and what are they? Obviously, uh, strongholds is uh, it's really the centerpiece of what our battles against. And, and when we read that scripture here in a second, you'll see that. If we kind of uh, define what a stronghold is and then how they really come about, discuss it a little bit, because sometimes that can help you. It's like anything else. If you're, if you're aware of, of the prowler coming around, you can be ready. You can deal with it. You can kind of spot it. You can see it coming up on you. You can, you cannot be like the Bible says, ignorant of the devil's schemes. So, right. so it's important to kind of understand some of those things a little bit so that you can kind of be aware of it. And that's what we're hoping to do. We're going to go through that, kind of define it and try to kind of show how it comes about. And then at the end, we want to give, you know, probably won't have time, but just for one example to kind of show how you can apply this and how actually you can break a stronghold down. That's right. And hey, um, I'm going to scream like every uh, like two minutes just to keep y'all's attention because I know that's what we need. We need stimulus. <laughs> but no, here, here's something that should keep your attention uh, on the importance of this. This is these are some of the things that strongholds are directly responsible for addiction, anxiety, depression, uh, lost friendships, lost loved ones, lost relationships. And I'm not talking about passing away. I'm talking about, you know, people that you're mad at, people that you talk to, uh, racism. Okay. Hate, all of this stuff develops from what we're about to talk about a stronghold. So if you have a problem with these things, 
we need to we need to explore this this subject and find out what our own are because only God can show you that. We can go through and list strongholds, but everybody has their own and everybody knows their own past, but only God's light can show you where that stronghold was built and and what lie it started with. And that's what we're yeah. going to talk about today. So dad, you want to start with uh 2 Corinthians just to give an overview of the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, we're going to read this scripture to kind of show what the uh the basis of what our real battle is, especially as as Christians and as we're trying to, you know, walk and 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 explain the testimony of Jesus and try to set people free basically from some of these things. And and it tells you this is where our battle is because so many times we get caught up in the specifics. But I love this two verses. It's one of my two favorite verses in the Bible because it really shows and defines where our battle really is. Because we can get caught up in the specifics of, oh, well, it's this particular uh, church or it's this particular sin or it's this particular problem. We get caught up in that. But that's not really where our battle is. Our battle is against that thought that anything that would keep you separated from the living God. That's that's what our battle is. And, and I'll just read it and we'll see. It says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Yep. And there's a lot there too. Uh, there's a lot to take from that. Obviously, uh, it's saying right here that our weapons are spiritual and they're there to do what? They're to tear down fortresses, and those mm -hmm. fortresses are what we're going to get into today. Okay, so this verse just kind of show us that we're called to do this, but what we're really trying to do is get these get get the idea of what these fortresses are, so we can identify them. And then verse five shows us kind of that process. It really is, and you're going to find out as we go through this how why verse five specifically taking every thought captive is so important to this because that's where it all starts, which will lead us to the first definition of of how strongholds are built but dad first give us a give us I'm going to you go ahead and give a quick description of what a stronghold actually is like in the natural and then I'm going to I'm going to share what the Lord showed us last night about about what he tries to do with them what he tries to build around them yeah and and like I said we we will go into this kind of the steps of that but I basically just took a couple of definitions uh, and I'll just read them real quick cuz it pretty much tells what it is it, uh, I got two different definitions sometimes that it speaks about what a stronghold is it says a place that has been fortified so as to protect it against an attack a place a second definition says a place where a particular cause or belief is strongly defended or upheld so if you think about both of those things, we can definitely see how that those apply to what we're talking about. One thing I just want to point out, and then John, you can you can share that which you were going to share. But one thing I just want to point out is that a stronghold. I didn't, I didn't want to people to see a negative connotation about stronghold because stronghold in itself is not necessarily negative. Stronghold, just like through this definition, is just a fortified place that's protected. So if that fortified place is the refuge of God, is that strong tower of God. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. It's great to run into the, the stronghold of God. But a lot of things that we're going to be dealing with now is how Satan and the powers of darkness use these negative things to build up these towers against God. 
And those are the type of strongholds that we're looking at to try to pull down and destroy every thought, everything that's built up against the knowledge of God. Amen. And, and God is so good. We were fellowshipping about this last night, and the Lord showed me something that's so true. It, it, when we were talking about just this, that's how I know it's perfect timing, and it's going to roll us perfectly in to where we describe how this thing starts, what it is, and how it begins, where it begins, and what we do about it. But the Lord was showing us last night that... that my dad just defined the definition of a stronghold is a place, a fortress built around something to protect something, to protect something. So the Lord was pointing me towards what's being protected as it as it pertains to a stronghold in my mind. And it's pain. It's something that's hurt you. It's something that's betrayed you. It's something that's that's that when it, when it get, people get near it, it pokes at you and it brings you. So you with the assistance of the enemy, he feeds you lies. Temporary little mm -hmm. fix. Put this little brick here. Put that brick here. Then that brick starts to crumble. So you get another lie. Build another brick. You get another lie. Build another brick. Then that, starting from one lie, one little brick to cover to protect your pain, you have built a stronghold around it. And this is why we push people away that hurt us. This is why when we get hurt, we don't show forth trust or love to anybody because we're protecting ourselves. Because the lie is, hey, if you don't commit to them with love, then they can't hurt you. If you don't love them, they can't hurt you. And that's a small example of, of what this is about. And that's going to roll us perfect, perfectly into how strongholds are built. Just keeping that in context that like there's a pain somewhere in our lives that only God can show us deep, deep root that we accepted a lie to fix at some point. And that lie com combined itself with other lies and built a stronghold in our life. That all those lies have become a mentality, an attitude, uh, a mindset for how you see a certain thing or a certain someone. So that's a perfect segue into to the the what we're going to talk about next, and it's how strongholds are built. Dad, you want to ex do a brief explanation, then we'll go into that verse. Yeah, yeah, we're <clears throat> we're just going to go through a, a, a kind of a few steps of how these things progress how a stronghold progresses from the very beginning to kind of toward the end, which we hope it doesn't get to, as we'll see when we get to this last step, how things can be pretty bad if you get to that final step. And and we're going to see that right there. But uh, we're going to start off right here in, in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 43 and 44. I'm going to read this verse. And the first step is really that every every stronghold, every stronghold, good or bad, always starts with a thought. I mean, throughout the Bible, you see this talking about that. Jesus made this very plain in this verse that I read that, that I'm going to read kind of demonstrates that. And that's in, 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 in Matthew 5, 43 and 44. I'm going to read this. You have heard that it was said to you, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So what I'm, well, what is he saying there? You have heard. In other words, it starts with a thought. So a, a lot of times there's another verse that talks about, you know, the, the other verse that says that uh, talks about you have commit, you know, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. Now notice the thought happened first. That's what he's dealing with. He said, because the thought came eventually, you know, he knows it's going to lead to the actual act if that thought is progressed. And so I just, my point being is the first step of a stronghold is just that thought. Satan's going to throw that initial thought and I put or experience because sometimes the, the, the stronghold doesn't always begin with a thought. 
And the reason why I say that, like John said earlier, sometimes it deals with an experience. So pain comes in, like John was talking about. You go through something, all of a sudden you're you're hurting. Then Satan comes in and throws the thoughts that, oh yeah, that person did that to you. That is wrong. You need to hate them. You need to come against them. You see, that's what I'm saying. He'll start throwing that lie up or, or to tell you why you shouldn't believe that against the true knowledge of God. That's why I use this example about God says to love your neighbor. But if you went through that example of where you got hurt, Satan comes in and says, oh no, you need to hate him. You see, but that's actually opposite of the way God says to deal with it. But that stronghold starts to get built due to a thought or a situation that you have gone through. I think the best verse that you used, that we could have used to describe that, Dad, was the one you talked about. If you had a thought about adultery, you've already committed exactly. it. I mean, that is a perfect text of how yep. that happens, because yep. it's the same thing. You got hate in your heart for somebody or you're angry at somebody, you've, you've committed murder. The same thing, because it does begin that. And I think Jesus has shown right. us that there. Yeah, and the parallel verse to to exactly what we were just talking about about hate would be the other one that he said. What did he say? If you if you hate your brother in your heart, you've committed murder. You see, so yep. so there right there is that example how the thought is, but you know it always starts with the thought, good or bad. Like I said, God could come in like you could have a good stronghold if God comes in with a good thought. I mean, if you if you meditate on the Word of God and He gives you a good thing, He starts building a good stronghold there. Something that, that's going to repel the enemy's attacks, because now you know the truth, which is why it's so important to know the Word of God, to have it in your heart, so that you can battle the lies that try to come in. So that's the other part of that. Now, this is going to lead into the second. So what happens after that initial thought happens is that all of a sudden you'll start having other things happen that's going to reinforce that thought now. So in that example, what you're saying, like somebody does something bad to you, you hurt, you got this Satan comes in and says, oh, man, the person is evil. They're, I mean, they're worthless. I mean, you need to hate them. You need to do something to them. And so you're feeling that way already. And next thing you know, boom, another thing happens to you or another situation. So now that stronghold is starting to get reinforced. It's starting to, them walls are starting to get a little thicker. You're starting to think, yeah, these people are worthless, man. I hate bad people, man. I'm going to come against. I'm going to fight with them, everything I got. You see, because that pain and the lie is being is reinforcing those walls. Yep, I think that's so important that we remember this. Once we once we break down a lie or or get a lie, and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves there, but it's it's this is relevant at this point. When we get rid of a lie, or we it, God exposes a lie, and we get rid of it, it's very important that we do what Dad said: is we fill that back up with God's Word, and that's the that is really what renewing your mind means. You're tearing down a, a, a fortress of the enemies and you're rebuilding a fortress of God's word. And, and that's huge. And that's kind of where this next verse goes, Dad and Luke, about when, when things are cleaned out and we don't fill them back up with, yeah. with God's word and God's truth and build our own stronghold to protect our, our new empty clean house, they'll come back. And that's, that's very right. important because we might be rejoicing because we figured out our lie, but don't we mm -hmm. don't stop there. We've got we've to build our own fortress. Uh, by the right. bricks of God's word. And that brings us to Luke chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. Correct, Dad? That's correct. All right. Uh, the Lord gave me though this example of scripture, and you can read it, John, but it's it, he gave this to me because it may seem like, okay, this is not really talking about thought, but it really is. It's talking about, and it gives the example of what you just said, John, about how, how you it's not good enough just to sometimes repel the thought or deal with it. 
you got to put something in its place. Otherwise it's coming back and it's coming back in strength. Yep. That's what I meant. That's what it reminded me of when I was looking at it on the pre-chat. So when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and not finding any. It says, I will return from my house, which I came. And when he comes back, when he comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they go live there, and the last state of the man becomes worse than the first. And and I know if we're honest with ourselves, some of us have been through that, right? Like we got free, we saw truth for a second, right? But we didn't we didn't do our due diligence to get in the word of God and to pray and to get closer and closer and closer to God and build our own fortress. And then we'll slip into one little temptation or one little thought, and then our fortress is bigger than it was before. And that and that's mm-hmm. Jesus's point here. Like it, there's two step process. God shines his light and then we build our own. We tear it down. We tear down the enemies and we build up God's. And the only way we can do that is to know what the truth is. Because again, strongholds are built on bricks of lies. So you tear them down with the truth and then you build with bricks of truth. And then no lie can penetrate that stronghold. That is the definition that Paul of what Paul's talking about when he says, renew your mind. And that's what we got to do. So that we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I'm getting excited. That's why we're getting a little <laughs> bit ahead of ourselves on on the the solving of this problem. But we've got plenty more to go after uh, before that. So, uh, Dad, let's talk about how uh, what fortifies these walls when they're built. It's just important that when you have you know, and and the verse I use here is Hebrews three fifteen. It says, while it, while it says today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart as when they provoke me. And I put that in there because God comes to us a lot of times, whether we hear it or not. A lot of times when that negative thought comes in, when that lie comes in, God's standing there too. And he's saying, no, it's not that way. You need to listen to me. You see, but do we listen to do not do if you harden your heart, harden. I love the word harden the way God describes it, because it isn't that this, it's what really we're talking about here. We're talking about them walls becoming hard, just like your heart. You 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 begin building them, them strongholds. Another layer gets put on. Every time you reject the truth of God, another layer gets put on that wall out there. And so you keep on doing that. And that's the reason why I put that in there. Sometimes our choices, our rejection of the light and the truth can cause those strongholds to get stronger. Because God can come to you, like I said, when he comes to you, when when you come to a wall that has a single board on it, you might be able to kick that down. Next thing you know, if you put another board on the back of that board, upon the back of that board, now it's a lot harder to kick down. And that's what we're talking about, strongholds. That's what Satan does. He starts building these things, making them stronger and stronger to where it's harder and harder for you to get free from it. And so that's why it's so important to understand that our choices, when God speaks to us, we've got to listen. We've got to act on it. And you got to understand that he is the father of lies. I cannot say that enough. Like, think about what that title is claiming. Every deception you've ever heard, he's the father of it. He is the most skillful liar in existence. So when he does these things, these choices my dad's talking about, he's tempting you in them. He's tempting you in them so that you make the choice. Then he holds the result of that choice over your head with condemnation. Another brick, another brick, another brick. And you say, well, why would he, the enemy do that so much work? Because he hates you. He hates you. He hates God. He, he wants to kill you. He wants to steal your peace and he wants to destroy your family. 
and he is going to do, that's his whole goal. When you're taking a nap, forgetting to read your Bible, he's working on those lies, always constant. So it's important to know that we're in a battle, and I don't want to go on a tangent on that, but that's what he just showed me. So what do we do when there's such a vicious enemy? God's word. God's word comes with a flashlight and shines on his sneakiness. And you're, you're able to say, be gone, and then replace okay. this with another brick. So that's why that's it's right. so important. Guys, if you knew how important the word of God was, you'd never put it down. If you really knew, and I pray that God opens your eyes to see the importance of this, because there's an unseen realm that you cannot see where an enemy is after you, and God's word is the light that shows you what's going on there. And we got to be prepared for it. But yeah, Absolutely. so, and if we keep making those choices, Dad, what happens to that stronghold? Yeah, and, and then this is the, the the fifth step that I think it comes to. It said, finally, strongholds become almost impenetrable. You can't even penetrate them anymore. They can The walls can come so thick. The heart can become so hardened that it's almost impossible to even break through anymore. And that's the reason why it's so important to deal with them when you've got them, to start peeling those things off. Because if you don't, and I put a good, in, like I said, Strongholds are not necessarily uh, bad. They can be good too, but on the negative sense, it's bad. So if we read like in, uh, you want to read that that verse in Romans, John 1, 28, that's kind of the bad aspect of what happens to you if you keep rejecting the truth of God. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to those which are not proper. And I mean, wow. guys, with the <laughs> sake of not honestly caring anything other than what God's truth is, not caring about offense or being canceled, this is happening in our world right now. And people are mm -hmm. saying, people are saying, this is how I am. This is what I am. I was born this way. It's because God has literally said it right here. You are no longer going to answer to God when he's screaming at you, when he's trying to gather you up. He's going to mm -hmm. give you over to it. And that's what's mm -hmm. happening. Now that giving over has become a thing. And Satan is dancing around publicly now. He's not even hiding it. And 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 God throughout the Bible, throughout history, God is not mocked. And it will be handled. And, and we must receive this. God is not mocked. And this stronghold is now becoming a stronghold that enemy has put on this world, a big portion of this world. And the only thing between them, that stronghold, the only thing with the ability to tear down these strongholds from our lost brothers and sisters is us, is us and God's truth. But if we have our own that we're dealing with, we can't do that. So I just want to throw it in there, but it's so very, very, very important. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. That the point is when it gets on there, it's, it's, it's sad words when you think about it, it said God gave them over because they no longer, but now you see that personal responsibility that I was talking about, how you fortify the law. The, the walls if you do not listen to God, if you don't deal with it. And I want to make clear that that nobody is ever at a point, especially if you're being convicted in any kind of way with that, you're you nobody really, God can always reach you. What well, what I'm trying to point out here is the thicker you make them walls, the harder it's going to be to get to you. That's right. That's just a fact. That's just the way it is. And God is just telling the truth here. That's why it says, since you no longer, since you, it says, just as you did not see fit to acknowledge God, you didn't want to listen when he came to you. Eventually, over and over and over and over, he came to you and you kept pushing him away. That truth that he tried to give you to combat that lie, you kept pushing him away and your stronghold became more and more strong. And it gets to a point where now 
you know, it's hard to hear God. It's really going to take an intervention by the spirit of God to set you free when you get to this point. And it's that's why I prayer. said, we don't want to let it get like that. Don't, don't let it get to this point. If, if it's, and if it's going to be only prayers, prayer from other brothers is going to be able to deliver you mm -hmm. from that. God himself yeah. is the only one that's going to deliver you. Cause here, the good news is guys, if you're that person, you've already turned this video off because if you're having any kind of conviction or battle on any of this thing, that means God's still talking to you. And the verse is clear. Come now while you hear his voice. Come now while he may right. be heard, brothers and sisters. Because if you are still hearing God, like our brother said last night, if you're still hearing God, praise God, rejoice. He's still talking to you. If you're still feeling conviction, you're still feeling bad about your sin, praise God, because God's talking to you. Because there will come a point that, that you won't hear him anymore. And it will literally take the prayers of others to God to petition the Lord to deliver you from that. So come now while you hear his voice. And that's so important. And uh, I just want people to know it just, this goes in line. You see how the word of God is so true in all aspects. When we read that scripture, John, when you read that one in Luke about the evil spirit leaving a man, this is what this is. This is showing the result of that. Because remember it said he left when, when he came back, what did he have? He had seven more with him. That was a lot worse. So that second state of that man became worse than the first state. That's what you keep rejecting. You get to that point that we're talking about here in Romans. That's what happens. You might be telling yourself like I did for 35 years. I'll get it together later. I'll get it together later. Guys, we're running out of time. There's no doubt that. Secular people know it. Christian people know it. They know that the, that the creation is groaning with birth, birth pangs. It, we, we, we've got to say, we've got to put it on the front burner. And if we can't, we say, we got to pray. We've got to ask God, open our eyes to see. I pray that every listener here, every viewer here, I pray that God opens your eyes to see the urgency of this. This isn't something, that's what I did for 35 years. I put it off. Like I kept telling myself, oh, I'm, I'm really a good person. I'll just get it together. I'm just going through th some things. And I never reached out to Jesus. And we, we don't have time for that anymore. And we, we are getting off a little bit off subject, but it's so very important. And if that is the message God wants out of this video, that's the one. But right. we need to think about that. It all starts with a thought, and that's why we're getting in this thing. We're trying to expose that wicked devil for his lies. And we're trying to strengthen you guys and strengthen ourselves with being able to see this stuff so we can tear these things down. So, yeah. John, I just wanted to read this Psalm 61, 3, just to show that, that remember what I said at the beginning, uh, strongholds aren't always bad. They can be good. So let's have a good stronghold. Here's an example of that. Psalm 61, 3 says, for you have been a refuge for me, a tower of strength against the enemy. So you see, there is an example of a good stronghold. God is our stronghold. He's our rock. He's our refuge. If you're going to have a stronghold built, let it be one of God. Let it be the fortress of God where you can live in the walls of his mercy, his love, his justice, his truth. That's that's the stronghold you want. That's what's going to protect you from the lies when they come in. Yep. Amen to that. And so, guys, so let's talk about some types of demonic strongholds. This is actually pretty easy, Dad. It's a pretty, pretty easy description. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. okay, so how do I notice a stronghold? What is a stronghold? Which one? What are they described in one sentence? Right here. Okay, go ahead and read it. It's every thought that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. That's what That's I meant right. by simple. Yes, there's millions yep. of thoughts that will exalt mm -hmm. themselves, unlimited mm -hmm. thoughts that exalt mm -hmm. themselves. The devil has been doing it since the garden. Did God really That's say right. that? 
I mean, this is every single thought that exalts itself, lifts itself up, says it's better, says it's true, says anything against what the true knowledge of God is, which is found in his word that he gave us, is a stronghold, a demonic stronghold sent here to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all they're doing. They hate you. That's right. That's exactly right. And John, that's what we're going to do here to close us out. I wanted to have time because I I wanted to give just one good example so that we can kind of go over it real quick, just kind of show how knowing what we know now, how all this progresses, take a particular stronghold thought that someone might have. And then we're going to go through it real quick just to show you how this progresses, how, how the powers of darkness uses a thought and progresses it and tries to separate you from the true knowledge of God. Here's a good one that we've probably heard. I heard this a lot of times, and this came from, honestly, this came from when when I'm witnessing to people at work or wherever the case may be, I get this thing a lot on why we don't go to the church. Most of them grew up in the church or knew people in the church, but it's it, it's a stronghold. It's a lie that's not true about all Christians. It's not. Not about real Christians, and that's the key here. We're, we're, we're talking about what did God say a Christian was supposed to be, not what we see everywhere. And that is what we're going to take this thought and stand it up against, what God said, not our church said. And it's one of the strongholds is I can't be a Christian because Christians are self-righteous, judgment, judgmental, holier than mm-hmm. thou. They think they're better than me. And and I, this is a lot. I, this may be you, and you're like, of course, that makes a lot of sense. Or you may have no idea, but let me tell you something. This is like 90% of the, the things I get. 90% of the time, this is it. The church itself, the people in it are pushing the people away. Or that's an excuse they're using or a lie they're standing on to not to not do something else, which is another stronghold. That's It's important to know. Some people don't want to come to church, so they use this excuse, but it's only they don't want to come to church because another lie that they've heard about church. So that's what we're going to get into. So again, sorry, stronghold, the stronghold we're dealing with here is I can't be Christian because Christians are self-righteous, judgmental, holier than thou. Now we're going to see what the Bible says a Christian is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Where do we this start, Dad? This is where the truth comes in and, and kind of just uh, dispels that. And see, we got to be open to listen to that. So the other thing I wanted to point out as we go in through this, remember, a lot of times, sometimes strongholds are there and there's lies, there's lies there, but you got to ask yourself, we got to be honest with ourselves. Do we really want to know the truth? Because sometimes, like I said, if you've got, like, for instance, you take somebody that that done you wrong and God's asking you to forgive them. You don't really in your heart. I don't want to forgive them. So you will try to find something to justify you not having to forgive them. So what I'm saying, we have to be honest with ourselves to know what our own true motives are sometimes when it comes to this. But the truth to this stronghold, just like it says, okay, Remember, the stronghold is someone who's saying, oh, no, all Christians are just self-righteous. You know, they 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 do that. That's so therefore I don't have to, you know, I don't I don't want to become a Christian. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. They're all fakes. They're all just self-righteous. They don't care about their self. OK, so what does God say? Well, God, God deals with the truth. We're, we walk in the light here. So what does he say in Romans 310? It says it's written. There's none righteous, not even one. That's what God says. So even if you've seen somebody in there acting self-righteous, God didn't tell them to act self-righteous. He didn't tell them that they were righteous. Matter of fact, he, we just read, he told them the opposite. There's none that's righteous, not even one. Yep. Amen. And you can go on to that, to the next verse. 
I mean, listen yep. to this. Listen to what we're saying. There is none who mm-hmm. understands. There is no one who seeks for God. Okay? So the person right. that, that is acting self-righteous for you didn't That's do it right. themselves. They didn't seek for God. God found them. And if they're doing that, they're not, they're not reading the very word that we're discussing here. They're not following the very teaching. So what happens is if you, if the real reason, okay, we're going to assume we're not using this as another reason to not go to church, but assume that you really aren't going to church because of this. That person that's acting like this, and we've only read two of the verses, is not acting like a Christian. That's not mm-hmm. what a Christian is. That's not what we're called to be. Now, whether right. we're not talking about salvation or anything here, we, we're not getting into that, but that is not behavior, fruit of a Christian, self-righteousness. It's not, right. and it's rebuked so many times in the Bible. What's our next verse? Let's just slam it in. Well, the, well, the other thing we're talking about, I, I, you know, okay, so we know that God God has declared that there's none righteous. So if you see somebody acting like that, God didn't say that. So what did God say? Also say God is just. God doesn't, God's not going to sit there and look at uh, somebody and justify that. He's going to look at, he, he, matter of fact, it says in the word that God, the, the judgment begins with the house of God. He's going to start right there. He's going to start with someone who is proclaiming his name before he even looks at someone outside. So, so what I'm saying, the truth is God is just. So he sees all things. So if you see somebody like that, that's acting like that, we're not in denial. Are there self-righteous people out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. See it every day sometimes. So those things, nobody's in denial there. So we're looking at the truth from God's standpoint. We think that we can take a a stronghold like this, that's a lie that Satan is coming and say, oh, look at them, because they're just self-righteous. You don't have to believe that. And we think that's good enough to deny God. Notice we're not, we're not coming against the people that's actually doing it. We're coming against God because we're saying, oh, I'm going to have nothing to do with you, God, because this person over here is acting self-righteous. Think about that. I mean, I mean, there's it's no excuse, people. We can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's no excuse. And it's it's good. Uh, if you're feeling conviction, it's good. If if you found that reason and you've really never sat down and thought about it, that's good. That, but that's how the, it's good that you're having conviction. It's not good that you did it. But that's how the enemy works, because when he gives you that lie, then he turns your head with distraction. So you don't think about it anymore, because if you sit down and think about what my dad said, it's actually pretty obvious that because of someone, something someone said, you're turning your back on God. And that's 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 something we've got to tear down, guys. But let's exactly. let's let's hammer it home. Uh, Psalm fifty three three. Again, Christians, I don't go to church, or I, I'm not a Christian because Christians are self righteous. They you know they're they're you know holier than thou, etc. Psalm fifty three three. Every one of them has turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one that does good, not even one. So they're declaring their righteousness, and God's declaring they're not. The only one that's righteous is the sinless, spotless lamb. That's the only one, and it's his holiness, because God determined to put us in him that that, that justifies us, not the self-righteous person at church, not the one that's looking down on you. It's important to know, guys, Jesus Christ, all he did for the not all he did, a lot of what he did in his ministry, in his three years of ministry, was rebuke hypocrites. And that's what this is. Mm -hmm. People that were holding man accountable with dark secrets in their past. When God's saying love, he said the greatest commandment is to love. And if you're not receiving love, you're you're not approaching a real Christian. You're not approaching a person that is demonstrating Christianity. We all make mistakes. 
Christians can make mistakes and become self-righteous. I can become self-righteous. But if I walk in the light, I will confess that and ask God to fix it and at least admit it. But if you're walking to a church that flat out won't let you in or judges you or talks about you because you did something, and I'm not talking about if they say a, a certain sin is bad and you think they're talking directly to you if, just because they're reading the Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. But if they really think, hey, you're, you're not good enough to be here, that is not what God wants us to do. And it's a lie. Exactly. It, it is, John. And, 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 and like I said, God is just. He's going to judge everybody according to to their situation, each individually, and, and everybody's going to have to stand. And that's what this next verse in Ezekiel 18, 20 says, the person who sins will die. The son will not bear the punishment for the father's iniquity, nor will the father bear the punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself and the wickedness of the wicked will be upon their self. So right there, God is declaring, I'm just, I look at everybody individually. So if you see somebody over the self-righteous, God's going to deal with them. Because believe it or not, thinking in, the, in terms of what we're talking about, with that, if you see someone over there self-righteous, what have they got? They've got a stronghold, a stronghold that's got them thinking, because a lie has come into them to think that some kind of way they're righteous when God has clearly declared nobody's righteous, not even one. So you see Amen. how a stronghold has been set up even in this person that we're talking about in this example here. Yep, and we have run out of time for this one, guys. We love you so much, and, and we're going we're gonna to do a video right after this, and we're going to talk about a very, very important question because you may be feeling some conviction. Praise God. Conviction's not bad. It means God's talking to you. But uh, we're going to talk about how we, can, how we can tear these things down. We're going to do a whole video, and it's a, it's a step process that the Lord has, has showed my dad, walked him through. We're going to go through verses, and we're going to talk about how tearing these down. Because now we, we hopefully, uh, you know, prayerfully have received the fact that these strongholds are a problem, and we need to do something about them. So we're going to go see what the Bible says about tearing these down, and uh, we may have time for another example of a stronghold, and we may just make this whole thing a series, whatever God wants, not what we want where we, we literally just tear down strongholds that we hear and get from people. And, and I think that's, that's what we're called to do. Yeah, and I just wanted to read this conclusion real quick on this particular stronghold real quick, John, just to sum this For up. Sure. And that's what I wrote in the conclusion here. It said, this lie does not stand up to the truth of God. Just because some may be self-righteous, God does not teach or condone this behavior. God judges each of us individually. We see that we cannot reject God on the basis of fallen men with a free choice because they act in disobedience to God's true character.